Welcome to the Ulster Business Podcast. This week's guests are Chris Conway, Chief Executive of TransLink, and Lisa McAlvena, Deputy Managing Director of Business in the Community. In this episode, we chat about the upcoming Business in the Community Responsible Business Awards, why multi-year budgets are key for businesses such as TransLink, the cautious optimism among many firms, while many challenges still remain for businesses right across the sectors here in Northern Ireland. Chris and Lisa, welcome to the Ulster Business Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks, John. Well, we'll turn to sort of the business landscape, I suppose, in the year ahead in a moment. But Chris, I mean, the moment, um, what what are you struggling with personally um, from the, the TransLink perspective, I suppose, with budgets or the lack thereof at the moment? Yeah, I think it's the uncertainty at the minute, John. I mean, as everyone knows, it's been well, well sort of publicized that there's a, a big gap in the current public finances in, in Northern Ireland. Um, and therefore there has to be some prioritization of, of how that budget gets spent at the minute there's no certainty as to how that's going to be done um, or even if there can be more uh, money secured from the treasury and uh, bringing some certainty to that would be very beneficial and at, at this stage is it really just being kind of bolted on last minute whenever you know whenever you need additional funding say is it month to month or what sort of what sort of schedule are you working on at the moment well, at the minute, we're eating into our reserves, John. That's what we're yeah, doing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's not sustainable for many more no. months now. Uh, and and uh, it is very much a, a month-to-month um, scenario. And uh, mm-hmm. our board, obviously, m- m- managing our cash very closely and, mm-hmm. and trying to get through this very difficult period that we're in. And and Lisa um, and Chris, you come in as well, obviously, talking about the, the current business landscape, just from, I suppose, members or companies or individuals you're dealing with. Um, there's been a couple of sort of surveys that have pointed to a bit of a, a bit of positivity. Um, Intertrade Ireland survey, I think today uh, was out, and it's sort of saying most businesses are in a stable or growth mode. And last um, purchasing managers index from Ulster Bank was a bit more positive. Um, where is there a sense of a bit of positivity, or are we still going into this year with the the general surge in in pricing and cost of living and input costs and energy being part and parcel of that? I think what we're seeing is that it's differing quite significantly, depending on the sector that we're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the last time we spoke, John, I talked about some kind of cautious optimism. And I think there's some of that starting to creep in, um, mm-hmm. which is great. But more certainty in the political landscape will help shore things up, I think, um, in one sense for businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are lots of sectors that are feeling a lot of pain at the moment and you, you look at the likes of the agri sector mm-hmm. that are just being squeezed in so many different ways and um, they're finding it very difficult to see where the light is in, in all of this whereas you know as with everything there are other sectors that are perhaps doing it that little bit better but I do think that there's been a gradual shift in in tone but I, I still think that it'll take us probably the first six months or so mm-hmm. for people to really um decide how optimistic they're feeling I guess. And a sector, as you say, is largely sector specific as well. Certain companies are are doing better than others. You can see various accounting periods, or some companies are are flying. Then we don't want to talk too much about how well they are doing, given the the, the you know the weather landscape. Um, Chris, just from your own experience, I suppose from from yourselves and I suppose the individuals you're dealing with, is there is there any element of positivity sort of going forward this year? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think it's still very challenging. Uh, um, same as Lisa has said that. Um, you know, there are all the constraints are still there. There's a tight labor market. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this whole issue around flexible working. I mean, people can easily, more easily work for international companies based in Northern Ireland. And that's a bit of a draw on talent here as well. Um, 
you still have the inflation, which is in a lot of cases, companies been holding inflationary pressures back, but that's all starting to feed through now. Yeah. Um, um, but but I, I do think there's a bit less pessimism. You know, people are thinking, well, okay, this this is going to be a challenging year, 18 months, but mm-hmm. maybe not as pessimistic as, as we thought at the beginning, you know, six months ago, you know, talking about deep recessions and everything else. So mm-hmm. um, there's a bit more optimism around that. And I think, you know, an aspect of the protocol being agreed and everything else will will create optimism too, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and that creates a bit of momentum for people. So, um, so yeah, look, it's 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 we're by no means out of the woods. I think it's already been said, but certainly a wee bit more optimism, yeah. um, but still a lot of challenge and and some sectors obviously impacted more than others. Yeah, and, and just before we move on to, to I suppose you know talking a bit about the the responsible business award and I suppose why that sort of thing is has become more important over the years and I suppose decades. Because just that the transport hub is obviously now well underway, and you can really see the progress, I suppose. But but where are we at, I suppose, at this stage in terms of uh, progress and and I suppose what's being done, so time frame wise, where are we at? Yeah, look, thankfully, capital projects that are that are underway are not being impacted by the current mm-hmm. budget uncertainty, so so we're able to get on with things. Uh, the Belfast Transport Hub or Belfast Grand Central now uh, is yeah. progressing at pace. Uh, mm-hmm. The first phase of opening, which is when we'll cut in the the new railway, mm-hmm. um, will will be in the autumn of twenty twenty four. So we'll mm-hmm. have a, um, a closure of the railway for about two months during the summer, and then once that's complete, we'll open up into the new station, um, uh, and then the full opening in twenty twenty five. And once all the public realm and all of that's complete as well, mm-hmm. um, so so quite quite close in now. Uh, a lot of key work being done. Um and a lot of work being done with, you know, the council, Belfast City Council, with DFI, with mm-hmm. Department of Communities, trying to make sure we integrate as much as we can while we're building the transport hub. But things like, you know, public realm and uh, you know, active travel, cycling infrastructure, mm-hmm. new junctions, and and all of those things can all happen sort of at the same time to really have that regenerative uh, um, uh, opportunity within this part of Belfast as well. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, we're going to turn to the the awards now. The, the Responsible Business Awards from Business Think Community have been, um, I suppose, increasingly important. Probably every year they've been in existence. Um, I suppose why why is that sort of? I mean, you know, it's, I suppose it's termed ESG from a, a wider perspective. But why why is being a responsible business more important now um, than ever? Would you say? I think in the past, probably this notion of being a responsible business was kind of discussed on a ethical moral motivation mm-hmm. a lot of the time it was like it should be the right way to to run your business and but now we're starting to see that there's a very strong um economic imperative for organizations to be responsible and that's that's driven in a number of different ways we've, we've touched already on increasing costs and a part of the answer to that is to become a more sustainable organization but I suppose at the 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 most um, pressing factor maybe at the moment is the market's interest in ESG and an organization's being sustainable. Um, investors are increasingly realizing that organizations that aren't sustainable, that aren't future-proofed, whether that be environmentally or in terms of how they engage with their communities or their own employees, mm-hmm. um, organizations that don't take that into account are increasingly becoming riskier investments um, from a number of different perspectives, from a, I suppose, reputational perspective, but also we see the the changes in legislation and reporting requirements that are coming down the line. Um, Businesses more and more will have to demonstrate how they are operating sustainably in their day-to-day operations. Uh, So it's really come to the 
four, I guess, whenever it comes to what it means to be a good organization. And that's where we're really delighted with our Responsible Business Awards that we can showcase and recognize businesses that are excelling in lots of different aspects of responsible business, you know, right through from um, well-being through to education partnerships, mm-hmm. to climate, to biodiversity and so on. And as you know, John, the the awards have been running for many years now. I think it's the 18th year mm-hmm. that we're in this year. And they are an excellent way for third-party um, recognition of your organization doing the right thing whenever it comes to responsible business. Because as we know, there's a lot of uh, greenwashing or the new term at the moment mm-hmm. is bluewashing that's going on out there. Um, and these types of awards are important um, endorsements that what you're trying to do as a business is the right way to go about being a responsible organization. And, and that sort of you know, even even in my time being involved with them, you know the 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 caliber of suppose, of the companies and the details and the the efforts that companies are going towards the you know even applications for the the overall um, responsibilities of the year award are you know have increased in that time. Um, I, I presume that you've noticed that as well. Companies, you know, there may have been companies at the start of this who are obviously well on board at the start. You know, whether it's turning to green power or you know health and well being things for the workplace, but presumably there's been a real development among the difference here. For sure, we're seeing lots of organizations become a lot more focused and strategic in how they want to be responsible and sustainable. And I know um, Chris will share this. Recently, we have had a new member event, um, which was hosted in Allstate, and and Chris shared that. Mm -hmm. And normally at those events, we hear from organizations to hear, understand what their motivations are for working with business in the community and wanting to be part of our responsible business network. And even in that round the table discussion, it really struck us the last time about how focused and strategic organizations are now whenever it comes to their sustainable business practices. Uh, So, And we're seeing that then translate through, as you say, into the award submission it's the you know you've mentioned you know what's driving organizations now to do this and the fact that we have organizations coming to our new member events they're not coming not knowing what to do about ESG they already have their plans in place and they know that there's legislation there that they have to meet they know that it's a good way to attract talent to the organization they know that they have a responsibility in this very chaotic you know uh, world we're in at the minute to take some leadership you know business needs to take leadership and, and needs to provide the space for governments to make some of these key policy decisions as well um, and they're looking for organizations they can partner with who will will add to what they're doing so that's why they're coming to business community they look at business community and see well here's an organization which has been doing this you know the bench for example the environmental benchmarking survey we've been doing for 20 years you know the work with schools around education, you know, time to read and time to count. Those programs have been around for decades. Um, and it's an organization which has, you know, employ- 240 members with one of the largest sort of business-led coalitions employing those organizations, employ more than 40% of the working population in Northern Ireland. So mm-hmm. they see that as a real, you know, opportunity to join with an excellent um group of member organizations who can challenge them and, and help them to get better in this area. So I think that's why they're coming to business in the community. Chris, how does that, I mean, obviously your role as, as chief um, at TransLink and then now the role as well as obviously as chair, current chair of BATC, how does um, how does your time, I suppose, working and running TransLink affect then, I suppose, your role as, a, as chair of the organization at the moment? Well, I think, you know, our, you know, one of our key strategic objectives in, in TransLink is to transform not just public transport, but transport mm-hmm. um, so that we can uh, address climate action. 
Uh, and we've been very clear that that's our strategy to get more people on public transport, first of all, in terms of yeah. sustainable transport, but also to decarbonize uh, public transport and show that leadership to decarbonize transport. It's the second biggest carbon emitter in, in Northern Ireland and the, the, the biggest across the UK. And um, so it, it's obviously an area that we need to address. And I think marrying that up with, you know, the work on business and community, I was previously the leader of the environmental group within business community uh, and that sort of you know bringing those um uh, that strategy uh, along with the strategy that business community had which seemed like a good partnership um but also then you know translates very much in the community a lot of the work we do is for the community and yeah. and um and business community again is a big focus with the community and again just really good synergies there about what we do in the community what business community does in the community as well so and lots of learnings i mean a lot of the, the big organizations involved in this have loads of experience as well. And, and you know, I find I learn as much as, as, as we give into it. Mm. And, and and just turning, I suppose, just to the the year and the year a bit ahead, I suppose, the, the, there's always a concern, I suppose, given that this kind of thing and going more ethical or green or spending money on your workforce or your supply chain, that kind of thing, you know, in a bid to increase your credentials as a, as a responsible employer, can be aside from some of the very big firms that have the resources perhaps to do that could be somewhere area you know which would be squeezed in the event of raising costs and raising expenses because a lot of the time it does cost companies money to to be responsible is that is there any concern that that's something that maybe some of the smaller companies that are maybe facing sort of tighter margins or a squeeze would look towards or you, you know and ease off and focus primarily on their on their bottom and top line i think that we're seeing that there's a real shift there where this is probably moving from what used to be seen as a nice to do to mm. an absolutely need to do. And we, yes, we are seeing smaller organizations coming to us, for, for example, wanting support on how to become more environmentally sustainable and trying to understand how they can balance that need with other present matters, such as the ones that you've um, just described there, John. But what we're seeing is some really innovative work done by the likes of TransLink, I'm not just saying that because Chris is on here, but the likes of TransLink or Danske Bank, for instance, who are really keen to support and work through their supply chain to help those smaller organizations and support them to make the changes that need to happen. Mm. Because ultimately, people are starting to realize that it's not just about what happens within the four walls or the confines of your business. It's about your broader footprint and your value chain, supply chain play a key role in trying to help your overall impact as mm -hmm. a business. So we're seeing a lot of businesses beginning to collaborate together a lot more. And the the really positive part of this is that as organizations start to make investments or start to change their um, operations to become more responsible or sustainable, that they're then seeing the business benefits of that as a consequence. So for instance, investing in your employees and their health and well-being does reduce your overall costs as a business. Mm -hmm. Similarly, some of the green solutions that are out there, while some of them do, of course, involve capital outlay at the beginning, do offer longer term solutions whenever it comes to costs, particularly um, in the energy costs that we have at the moment. So there, there's a lot of real innovative work going on. And I think that um, value chain collaboration and also the collaboration that we're seeing happen um, at a sector level really holds the key to making sure that no businesses get left behind with this and that we all begin to move towards much more sustainable operations just as part of being business as usual. 
And yeah, a, a very practical example of that, John, is the new public procurement. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very clear that companies have to show their social value whenever they're putting that through that procurement. So companies need support with that. It, it's got, it is an essential requirement of being able to win contracts now going forward mm -hmm. that you're able to articulate how your, um, you know, your ESG credentials. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's it's it has become a necessity now, uh, rather than something that you can decide or not to do, depending on on whether, um, you know, what what the economy is looking like. Yeah. And we can sum up here just and sort of finish things off just with one area I was looking at, obviously, you know, we talked about it briefly, I suppose, at the start, um, uncertainty and challenges and the like as well um, going forward for the next sort of 12 to, to 18 months. Um, but I, got, I could ask each of you individually, just what, what do you think are the biggest challenge facing business and the business community in the next 12 to 18 months ahead? Just the main, the main focus, the main, Concern that businesses are are either raising with yourselves, or you think maybe on the cards. Chris, you want to go first? first. <laughs> I go first. Well, you're thinking. I, look, I, I think in the short term, there's no doubt that the um, the cost issues are the biggest issues that yeah. that everyone has at the minute, um, and that that feeds through into inflation, which is a big concern for everyone. Inflation gets out of control, and obviously that creates a lot of issues, um, and. And I suppose you know, uh, you know, the tight labour market is, is a reflection of that too. But I think mm -hmm. it is that increase in cost that's really concerning yeah. people and how that'll impact on their competitiveness globally as well. Um, particularly if it, it you know, if it, it's if it's only a UK issue, if you know what I mean, or, mm -hmm. or a Northern Ireland issue, then that becomes more of an issue in terms of competitiveness too. So there's no doubt that that is a short-term issue, um, for everyone. But I, I would say, and all of us will, will, uh, you know, preface some of those things by saying. In the longer term, the big issue is still climate change, you know, mm -hmm. and and we are currently, you know, not doing enough on that. Uh, and my concern is that we get so focused on the short term that we 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 don't address some of these medium term issues that are really going to are coming fast towards us now in terms mm -hmm. of climate change. So I think that's something that can't be just pushed back, you know, for a couple of years. Yeah, it is something we're going to have to deal with now as well. Okay, Lisa going to sound like I've just copied um, Chris's homework here. But yes, I would say um, certainly short term co costs and what we're seeing still um, frequently with a lot of our member organizations, um, a lot of concerns around skills and skill sets that are out there in the market and being able to that if we, we do move into a more positive period, being able to fill the employment gaps that are, are there is a big concern for lots of businesses. Um, but again, I would agree with Chris that longer term, really, it is about sustainability and um, climate change more specifically. And you, there's definitely is a much greater impetus amongst the business in the community to do something. Mm -hmm. um, but there are, is still a lot of confusion around what the best something is. And uh, that um, kind of feeling of being stuck in limbo in many ways of businesses where they, they desire to do something but not sure what it should be because this whole world around of um, climate carbon and carbon, et cetera, can be very confusing. And there's a lot of terminology that's thrown about and um, not everyone knows what if we're talking about one and the same thing. So uh, we are seeing a lot of concern around that and the team and business in the community have done some brilliant work around um, carbon, carbon and climate literacy and helping businesses understand what the actual pressures are, why it's important to do something now and to not wait for another year or two years and what it is practically that they can do. And um, the team of business in the community are doing some brilliant work around that. But I do think I agree with Chris that that is our, our longest and our biggest challenge, really. 
And they suggest finally, if someone's listening to this that maybe wants to get involved, hasn't been involved in the awards, what uh, what should a company do then if they want to get involved in this year's Responsible Business Awards? Go to bitcni.org.uk forward slash awards is probably the best starting point or get in touch with any of the team on any of the socials and we'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Okay. Lisa, Chris, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, John. You can listen to all the episodes of the Ulster Business Podcast at ulsterbusiness.com, Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud.